Hi, I'm your co-host Nicole Zell. And I'm Alexandra March. And you're listening to Follow, Follow Your, your Art. Art. Thank you guys for tuning into our second episode of Follow Your Art. It's um, an exciting one. We have our yes. first ever guest. It's not just us bantering. Yes. Thank There's God. Some fresh energy yes. and amazing energy yes. with us. Uh, Shanina Diana, she's a Philadelphia-based visual artist, founder of Embryo Expos and Art Buds. And she's also a mental health advocate. So we uh, did an interview with her and we're really excited for you guys to hear it. In yes. the meantime, how's how's life being an artist, Alex? How's music <laughs> how's and the new life? year? It's it's 2020 yes, now. It's 2020. I know, that's big. <laughs> Bye, 2019. Bye. <laughs> uh, everything's been good. Um, anything different to report? Not so much. I recently become obsessed with the pattern app. I may be yes. a little bit late, but that has blown my mind in the sense of it's talking about my past lives and why my soul's here. And I don't know. It's given me a new perspective on myself and where I need to grow, what I need to be doing. It's crazy app. She told me about it like last night and then my whole life was taken over. Nicole is a phoenix, everyone. She is a phoenix. Everyone, they're like, what are you guys talking about? I didn't know what that meant, but you should look up what a phoenix is also. And your mind will blow. Yes, it's an anyway. astrology-based app. It's very interesting. It's called The Pattern. It has been taking over our lives. So we've been we've been more invested in that than anything, yes. <laughs> art-wise. And I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, you know, oh, well, you know, everything is relied on astrology. But yeah. I will tell you, it's just fun. To, no, it was scary accurate. It's fun to, like, ask yourself, why am I here? What is yeah. my strongest desire in life? What do I want to learn? So yeah, to create, to create. That's the moral and of the story. In listen this podcast. to creatives. Yes, and to listen to creatives. And speaking of that, yes. Without further ado, we're gonna let you guys listen to this interview that we did with Shanina Diana. All right, we're here with Shanina Diana, an old friend of mine um, from high school. Um, but other than that, she's a force to be reckoned with in the art community, and I have 120 questions to ask you really quick. Specifically, 120. <laughs> Thank you for being with us today. Yes, yes we're, we're honored. To Thank trains you. and buses and planes and cars and we're here, right? Yes, yes, yes. Whatever I need to do to, to get there and make it happen, I'll do it. <laughs> Shanina makes these really cute videos of her travels from the suburbs to the city and like the train ride. And today it was just too cold. We we're like, we we gotta get you. <laughs> yes, get Nicole. You thank you. No, thanks for picking me up. <laughs> no, we're happy you're here. And as we said before, you're our first guest. Yes. Yes. Um, lucky to have you. Lucky to have you. <laughs> Congratulations to you guys. Follow your art. It's gonna be explosive. Follow your art. It's gonna be explosive. Twenty twenty. Yes. But we were discussing it, and we have, like, there's so many people on this list, and we were like, Shanina is obviously the first one we have to have on. So. Oh, that was beautiful. You're a huge so inspiration. Yes, yeah, seriously. I guess before we start diving into these 130 questions, <laughs> if you could just introduce yourself to everyone. Hello, world. <laughs> no, um, so my name is Shanina Diana. Um, I am a visual artist, a performing artist. Why am I saying artist like this? Artist. That's <laughs> good pronunciation. Uh, no, I'm a visual performing artist. Um, 
youth arts teacher at a nonprofit in West Philly, um, actually at the Urban Art Gallery called Art Buds Philly on Instagram, if anybody wants to follow that, um, and mental health advocate, mental health and wellness advocate via the visual and performing arts. I've been doing that now for going on nine years this coming March, uh, March 2020. It's pretty much the gist. I'm also a new uh, person-centered expressive arts therapy student, so I'm pursuing certification um, we'll be graduating with that in 2021, so I'll be able to facilitate finally my own expressive arts therapy workshops um, soon. So wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What is that? What is that program all about? Like, what are the classes like? Yeah, uh, so it takes place at the Person Centered Expressive Arts Institute in Sonoma, California. Um, it's a, a week stay, uh, quarterly throughout the year. Um, in Sonoma, California, so it's wine country. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, we we stay at the Westerbeck Ranch. It's all about exploring Carl Rogers and Natalie Rogers' philosophies of 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 art therapy and what what that looks like as as far as per, a person. That's why it's considered person centered. It's a little more um, I don't say radical, maybe radical. If you if we're talking in regards to traditional mm. art therapy practices, say in the medical field. This, this practice focuses on the person, um, their experiences, and applying that, you know, to the, the art aspects. So. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah. When, kind of backtracking a little bit in your background, when did you first start doing art or decide that you wanted to make that your, your career, your life's passion, your life's work? So I've always been a creative um, since childhood, I knew that very early on. If I did not exceed in any other subject in school, whether, you know, in grade school, high school, um, college, I knew I was going to excel in the visual and performing arts. So I was, I always found myself on dance squads, uh, drill teams, like marching, stepping teams, um, in AP art classes. I, I knew early on that I was, I was supposed to be an artist, that I was just inclined to creativity. Um, I remember being nine years old in Jacksonville, Florida at the Arlington Elementary School. My teacher, Mrs. Powers, I was in third grade. And yeah, right? Yeah, Mrs. Powers, I was in third grade and I had to, um, the assignment was to create a short story and, an, and accompany it with a, in an illustration, with an illustration. You know, I, I did it and I really enjoyed the project and she ended up uh, using my project as an example for the whole entire third grade class not just my classroom but the whole wing of the third grade classes and was like asking me to take my project and show it to all the classes in third grade you know and I was like being nine years old looking up like why does she want me to do this but it also felt nice if it felt nice to be acknowledged for my creative works you know it and, you know, so that is something for me when I was nine years old. Mrs. Powers called us. Oh, yeah. Like, You're going to be an artist. I have yeah, a question did. about this. I have a question about this because I heard you tell this story on Meraki Mentors. Shout out to uh, them. Yes. And so I heard this story and I wanted to know, do you remember what your short story was? I do not. You don't remember? I have no idea. Okay. You know, I, I think I remember. I think I remember if a boy, there was a boy and there was, there was, and it all happened on like a piece of notebook paper. Like that it was that was it. It was just a piece of notebook paper. It might have been like the composition book paper. <laughs> and I wrote the story. It was literally on one page. And I I remember a boy. I drew a boy. I can't remember if it was a black boy, white boy, Spanish boy. I just it was a boy. And it was a story. 
And it, was, and it got it got received it really well. It's <laughs> a recognition. Okay. Um, but professionally, um, so that kind of just followed me throughout, you know, to my adulthood. Professionally, though, um, I remember being in Chicago studying um, visual communications at their uh, Institute of Art. I did a photography series called Flaws and All. It was black and white. And it was my first time expressing, uh, exposing my truth through art publicly. And... I remember shaking, trembling, like super nervous, sweating. I damn near cried. And at the end, um, it was received so well that someone actually wanted to purchase a large, like 24 by 36 print of one of the, the images. And like I said, it was entitled Flaws and All. So these were my flaws, that I cons- the things that I considered flaws, and I wanted to make them art, right? And but someone wanted to wanted to value value it. They wanted a piece of it home. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that sparking something. This is 2011 this was 2011 when this happened and I remember that sparking like whoa like it's being received it's not like a thing that has to be shunned or you know they they wanted they wanted my flaws you know because and especially living in the world where you feel like you have to be perfect and you have to present yourself a certain way like this person wanted the real me and I was like hmm so that prompted actually the very first embryo and but and I also knew that I wanted to do the first one in Philly I didn't want to do it in Chicago I wanted to do it in Philly and it's been it's been that way ever since um I I it was that following March in 2012 I presented the very first embryo and it wasn't even supposed to be embryo like a series like it wasn't supposed to see nine years I I didn't even call it embryo one it was just embryo it was just an opportunity for the Philadelphia uh scene to see my work and I can get acquainted with the communities here in Philly um but the reception was so great I was encouraged to keep doing it year after year it was the, it's literally like the single motivating force behind why Embryo still keeps going. Um, not only did it save my life, but it's helping to do the same for other people. Um, How just, did you come up with the name Embryo? Because this was <laughs> way before the Future is Female movement and everything. Like yeah. That was way before all of that stuff. So I was always curious how that came to you. So I wanted, I had this idea when I first started promoting Embryo as an exhibition. I said I wanted to birth, I wanted to birth um, what's been forming in my creative womb, you know, all these Our years, babies. you know, that I was so, I was, <laughs> I was so extra, you know, but <laughs> that's how I was, perfor- that's how I was promoting it back in 2012 for the very first installment. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the gist though. Like I wanted, I felt like for years since childhood, I had been brewing this gift inside of me and I, I, I'd been dealing with so many things secretly and art helped me kind of, um, be brave, stand flat-footed, and address them. Um, so I figured, you know, I wanted to share this. I wanted to finally birth this thing. Like, it wasn't birthing it, meaning, like, it, w- it wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be an easy event. It would be this, you know, this brave um, pursuit of, like, crossing this threshold that's been kind of holding you back for so longer. I, actually, years later, someone discouraged the name embryo because I think I was about to celebrate four or five years at the time and they said don't you think you want to change the name now at this point and I was like I felt I felt a, the pit of my belly drop you know like you no, it's, it's not ready to it's, I didn't feel ready to change it I don't feel ready to change it now um, because it, it's a it's a it's a gentle reminder to come back to where it all started 
You know, we all start as the human experience all started as embryos. You know, it's important for me to stay true to that and move at an honest pace from from there. You know, um, so and who's supposed to receive that will and who doesn't. Bye. Love and light to you. Love and light to you on your journey. No, love and light to all of those who who are just not on the same journey as me. That and that's okay. I already foresee embryo, you know, twenty years from now. Yeah. So oh, that's awesome. yeah. Um, yeah, it's here to stay. <laughs> I'm really interested about Art Buds. That's incredible. Yeah. That that was your also you know you're the founder, the creator. That was your your baby. Yeah. How, how did you come up with that concept? Art Buds. So I um I. I knew that I wanted to teach. I knew I wanted to pay forward the opportunities that I didn't necessarily have when I was young. You know, going back to Mrs. Powers and her just simply acknowledging. It all comes Powers. back to Mrs. Powers. <laughs> yes, I've never, our mentors. I've never connected that before, our buzz and Mrs. Powers, but that kind of makes sense. Um, I hope she's doing good. I, you know, seriously, because she was super old when I was young. Oh, so, like, prayerfully, yeah. like, 30 years later, she's, I mean, 20 some odd years yeah. later, she's great. And good health. Seriously, I pray she's in good health. Because <laughs> she was so such a great teacher. She's got some good karma no matter what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and if she's if she's ascended, then she, her spirit is here. Um, but yeah, uh, so ARPA's, I knew that I wanted to teach and I wanted to um, pay for it, what, I, what wasn't afforded to me um, growing up. So um, thankfully, Carl Morris, he is the owner of the Urban Art Gallery in West Philadelphia on 52nd Street, a.k.a. The Deuce. Shout out to them. Um, uh, He was looking for a youth program to get started there, and he was looking for art teachers. And I said, oh, well, I'm I'm looking for a space to teach. (laughs) So um, I I generated this logo. I remember being in my old apartment in the Temple University area, just sketching out art buds and designing the logo and creating the curriculum and the syllabus and the the parent letter and the open house registration forms and like I just remember just going all in because I finally had an opportunity to, to teach it was which was something that I really wanted to do I did not go to school to teach right I didn't I didn't have the resources to pursue master's bachelor's degrees um, but I knew that I wanted to teach and I felt like I had something worth sharing we are now actually as of this month we are four years old yeah and we've um, been able to offer um, inner city youth ages 8 to 13 the opportunity to be exposed to the arts and cultivate the arts and keep art alive in you know in the lives of our youth um it was actually prompted as a response to like additionally it was prompted as a response to the uh, inner city public school system pulling the um, arts and culture classes from the curriculums at the time that's what philly was doing um still a lot of inner city public schools don't have arts and culture classes in their curriculum. They may have it as after school programs or something like that. The excuse is the budget. The budget isn't there to keep the classes alive. Um, So, you know, with this program, we we simply want to keep art alive. We've been able to help hundreds of students throughout the city with this program and prayerfully want want to see it grow and evolve. And yeah. What are some things that you've uh, observed about youth today working with youth or you know I don't know do any moments stick out with kids where you're like hmm like that's a teachable moment or yeah oh I love the idea of learning with them I had a sense of inadequacy because I didn't get the degrees right that I didn't have 
much to share, much to say to them. We're right here with you. But <laughs> we always talk about that. But those teachable moments would be when I would see an evolution in just an eight weeks time. Our terms at the um, program is it's eight week quarterly terms, and just seeing their evolution from say one student would be super timid, may even cry if we call on their name to respond to a question or present their work in front of the class. But by the end of the eight weeks, they are vibrant, they're standing flat footed, they're confident, they're, they know what they're talking about. They know what, the, what they want to say through their work, through their artwork. And that's been just one of the very super like beautiful and imperative moments that I've had with teaching. They um they make my world go round, <laughs> um, and they make the they make it worth it commuting from Coatesville <laughs> to make it work. How, how many kids per class do you? Use twenty. We maxed out at twenty um, be, uh, because of the space. We want to make sure everyone's comfortable. Right. Um, we actually are now offering for the first time this new year. Um, advanced classes with myself and Mr. Chuck Stiles, who's an incredible artist, local to Philly. Um, that is met that class. The advanced classes are maxed out at 10 students. Um, it's a more intimate setting and for ages 9 to 16. Um, but the 8 to 13 classes on Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., we are maxed out at 20 students and we usually get like a lot of students register, um, but we want to make sure that the commitment stays just to, to the 20 per yeah. term, per, per eight-week term. Well, there's such a demand for it, and it's amazing that you actually are facilitating something. Yeah. Because like you said, there's just not that many opportunities out there for yeah. the youth to be able to do that. So. I'm grateful, man. I really am to be in a position to, to be able to pay that forward yeah. and, and to offer that, you know, that opportunity to our to our youth is it's so important i was wondering what role you think art plays in current today's world art is everything there's actually i um i if you don't mind me taking a moment to pull up a quote and this is the first thing that came to mind um considering that question um it's a quote by miss carrie may weems who's an incredible artist who I love and adore. So the quote states, there is nothing that's more important than art. It's the basis of our deepest humanity. And it's through that, that we articulate our deepest concerns, our deepest beliefs, and our most profound ideas about who we are. And that, again, is by Miss Carrie Mae Weems. And so to answer your question, I feel like art is everything. Art is, art is a response. Art is... For, I call it my brave side. Art is mm. art is saving grace for a lot of a lot of us. Art is the key that unlocks many doors. Art is is healing. It unlocked healing for me personally. Um, yeah, I want. Can we talk more about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah can we talk about? Because you were saying that when you put out embryo. That it's in within the name that it's not always the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. Like you are, and it came from you feeling like you had these flaws, and then people were embracing you and loving you. So I, I just wanted to talk more about your journey of healing through art. How has it transformed? You mm-hmm. know, since then to now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I, for the sake of being present, I'll start from now and work backwards. Yeah, um, I like that. For I, the sake of being present. Yes. Yeah, I think 
I think um, how, how it's transformed. I know now the importance to speak up and share what you're dealing with. I, I'll speak for myself personally. I was secretly burdened with all kinds of things. Um, self-inflicting pain, thinking that was my norm for a very long time. And art helped expose me to alternate realities. Um, because for so long, from nine years old up to, until my 30s, well, let's say my late 20s, I thought I had I was this one person on the planet who had this, ish, this specific issue. But then art helped afford me the opportunity to see that it was if there was a common thread amongst many different groups, no matter your age, race, faith, walk, there's this common thread, you know, that, that kind of glues the human experience together. And art helped do that for me. Art helped expose that reality uh, for me. So how it's transformed, I went from thinking that it was it was whoa it's me no it's whoa it's all of us mm. and it also doesn't have to be whoa it could be how fascinating this is how fascinating this this particular challenge with the understanding that you can get through it that you can evolve and transcend from from it um that's the that's the space that i'm in right now beautiful nine story. years ago <laughs> i'd have been like dang man i'm gonna get out of this joint like i'm here forever <laughs> you know i mean just just feeling like super weighed down heavy. yeah but i've been in a very meditative space i've you know the importance of something is it's very simple for real breathing has been the thing that's been <laughs> helping me a lot lately yeah. simply taking a deep intentional breath before I decide to do anything. It affords clarity. You know, I can go about anything with, with vigor, with like healthy vigor, not, not um, moving too hastily in the wrong direction. You can, you can clearly see where you're going and how you're going to get there and why you're going and keeping your intentions intact and pure that's the transformative space that I'm in right now but like I said before that it was all about like thinking even though even though my embryo exhibitions are very introspective they're they're all about me it's an, it's a personal testimonial but it, it's evolved from just being about me anymore and incorporating the stories of the people who come and witness the exhibition um, there's been many people who have experienced embryo exhibitions and have shared with me you know their own personal truths they, I mean, perfect strangers would come and share their whole story. <laughs> and I just remember time and time again thinking, they trust me. I am trusted with their personal testimonies. A lot of people share with me very intimate things about themselves, but also go to say, like, you you know, they're encouraged to speak up in their own way. Maybe it's through singing or writing or or rapping or pottery, whatever the case. It's, it's no longer just my story that I'm helping to uproot and heal from. It's, it's all of our stories, you know, and Embryo offers the opportunity for us to kind of be brave enough and, sa- and feel safe enough to to share that, to share those parts of ourselves, those intimate, vulnerable, vulnerable parts of ourselves. Every year, I have to say, your event has like inspired and just moved me so much. And it, and I think you've said to me also, it always has a different vibe and a different energy. And that's a hundred percent how I feel about it as a, you know, person that's watching it and observing it or, and participating. But I just. 
I, I also was moved. I remember you had mental health screenings mm. at an exhibition mm. and it was just brilliant. Like, yeah. it's not the most, it's a simple idea in a way. It's like, yeah, let's do this. Mm. But you don't see that that often. That's the thing. I um I knew that, um, to your point about trans- how it's transformed over the years, I am, um, so I'm about to celebrate nine years in March. The first uh Six or seven, the first six or seven years, I carried embryo on my back, you know, out of pocket, no support. Not that I couldn't get it. I just didn't know how to tap into it. I didn't, I just, you know, transparently speaking, I didn't know how to tap into the resources that were available to me. But because of the work that I was diligent with, um, I was exposed to new partnerships and relationships. And so to your point about those screenings, the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services has been an ongoing partner um, of the Embryo Exhibition Series now going on uh, three years. It'll be their third consecutive year supporting Embryo this coming March 2020. And I'm super grateful for that. With their partnership and sponsorship comes those screenings. Um, I knew that I wanted embryos to not just be an exhibition where you come see the art and leave. I, I don't even want people to feel inclined to pay to to experience the exhibition. That's me. That's a personal position. And my idea is like, okay, get the bodies in the door, get them exposed to these options, right? These resources. If they want to pay for anything, pay for the artwork and get that out into the world. Yes. Pay for the art. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, also get something from it. Like, I, you know, I desire it to be one of substance, something that'll stick, something worth talking about later. Um, so these these screenings, no one gets diagnosed, but they have an opportunity to learn where they stand mentally and if and if they want to seek further help, there are resources there. Actually, I'm, I am um, working to, in addition to the screenings for the upcoming exhibitions, have a mental health first aid training um, sign-up sheet as well. Um, I'm certified in um, mental health first aid training for youth, um, but it's available for both youth and adults. You know, it's, it's like a one-day course. You just sit there and you learn and you do these exercises and then you're it's We've kinda, been talking about that. Yeah. We want to we get certified. We've yes. been talking about that. Yeah, yes. It's just, I mean, yeah, we, we have first aid for physical health yes. stuff, but we should know yeah. everything, the whole body. It's so important. I think it's, it's, it's very informative and you, it, helps, it helps open your eyes to see certain circumstances in a different light. It really does. It offers a different perspective, which is refreshing and helps bring clarity to certain people who, who may just be ignorant to the idea of mental health issues of any kind. You know what I mean? Um, I remember meeting this one middle-aged woman, I think, and she, uh, I was driving school buses <laughs> and she was one of my, uh, co-workers and um I didn't know you did that I did I was a janitor I was a school bus wow. driver um you were really cool in one H&M year worker I remember yeah. you had the coolest <laughs> oh, yeah. clothes I ever. was there for five years <laughs> no this was this is actually more recently like a couple of, like a year or so ago I was a bus driver and a janitor just to try to help make ends meet um but so yeah so the co-worker she um she was very interested in being you know supporting and showing up for the exhibition but she was like yeah, I, I just think that's interesting because I've never had a mental health issue. Like I've never, I can't, I, I can't, uh, I can't relate to feeling suicidal or feeling like I, I can't, I don't want to be here anymore. Or feeling so depressed that I get, you know, 
lose myself. And I just remember looking at her and thinking, wow, you know, I, and I don't know what it, I can't relate to that. What (laughs) is that like? I can't relate to that. So for those people, um, it gives, you know, the training gives them an opportunity to see with clear eyes what it means to Mm. deal with that kind of lifestyle. Along the lines of mental health, when you were mentioning earlier, how just breathing, meditating, what are some other self-care tips that you use as an artist just to just or just as a person yeah, as a human. trying to get through <laughs> life so a lot of the things that I do as far as my lifestyle is concerned movement movement is a big thing for me I love to move you can call it dancing you can call it ritualistic movement you can call it whatever you like but I love to move my body um whether it be some music to nature sounds no music you know yeah. just nothing yeah. at all that has always been this um, transcendent opportunity for me to to express myself and kind of leave this place for just a moment to kind of come back to who Shanina Diana is. She's an excellent dancer. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just went dancing um, uh, two nights ago. It was really nice. It was the first time I went dancing in 2020 in the new decade. So oh. I sweated the night away. It was great. I was jumping up and down like nobody was watching. It was awesome. Aside from that, um, you know, what I consume, I'm a vegan now. Um, so that's another like self-care ritual that I that I afford myself. How long have you been vegan for? Yeah, so this this <laughs> this month is a solid year for me. Woo! Yeah, uh, it's a it's a 19-year journey. Oh my gosh, I'm sharing my age. It's a 19-year journey. Um I started when I was 12 and I remember my just my body over time just started to respond negatively to animal byproducts um i remember living in jacksonville florida don't listen i grew up on chitlins and pork chops and <laughs> pig feet and my mom because my mom is from the deep south jasper florida and um hey. but i remember i had some beef ribs one day when i was 12 years old and i got nauseous or sick or something and i remember asking my mother mom what kind of meat is this and she said beef and i said where's beef come from and she said cows i said i don't want to eat more cows <laughs> when i was 12 and so i did i just stopped eating i stopped eating beef steaks all the red meats and then um over time it was pork my dad used to have a friend to come give us a big pot of pork and sauerkraut every holiday season and then one day i learned how the pig operated and decided not to eat yeah. pork anymore. <laughs> and that was around, that was about seven, that was nearly 10 years ago. And then uh, chicken and turkey didn't last much longer after that. <laughs> like this, this cause, journey. No, because turkey, turkey, I felt like I only ate it during the holiday season and it was always dry and I never really enjoyed it. So I was like, <laughs> that's easy to go. And then, But my dad's fried chicken was like hard for mm. me to give up. But one day, no lie, I bit into a piece of fried chicken and I gagged and I said, no. And I went to my dad and I was like, dad, I can't eat your fried chicken anymore. He was like, you better give me that damn chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I think he ate the rest of it. (laughs) Don't waste it. So yeah, I love. And then so for seven years after that, I was just pescatarian. I just ate all the seafood plus the vegetarian diet. So I was still eating cheese and eggs at the time. And then I decided to just kind of go for it because I, I knew I was working my way up to veganism. I just um, I didn't want to kind of 
thrust myself yeah. in like I wanted to move at an honest pace. This year, January wow. 2020 makes it one full year. I did not like cheat and like eat mac and cheese because usually my family, they'll tell you I, if I'm with them because a lot of times they're not vegan. I'm the only vegan. So during family functions, there's mac and cheese there. If I don't eat eat the mac and cheese, I'm not going to eat it at all. You know, I'm I'm usually eating the sides anyway. So you have to cook your own stuff. I, I, yeah, yeah, we do this pot this family potluck style every holiday season. We um so that I can have something to eat. And they actually this this past holiday season they've evolved. They've made a lot more vegetable dishes that I could enjoy outside of just my own. That's sweet. I'm so thankful for that because I eat so good. I eat so big. But yeah, aside from that, oh, and botanical therapies is another way that I take care of myself. I have a lot of plants. Um, you'll see that communicated through the exhibitions coming up. You name your plants, correct? Or I, no? I do. Or, yeah. They're my, I am a plant mom. So yes, my, <laughs> o- my eldest daughter, her name is Harmony. I've had her now for, wow, going on five, four years. Wow. I need to repot her actually. And um, she was she was gifted to me um, for I think for embryo five or six. And I just kept her. And then um, I bought my first um, my first plant. Her name is Moon. I have this thing with the moon. Um, So her moon and she's a piece, uh, a peace lily. So Moon Peace is her name. And I bought her last last March around my birthday. As a gift to myself, I'll, I'll share this with you first. Um, it's not public knowledge yet, but I have this new beautiful relationship with Vault and Vine of East Falls. I love Vault and Vine. So yeah, much. they're oh gosh, they're gonna amazing. they're gonna sponsor Embryo for their first time with a plant <gasps> donation. Awesome. Uh, they're gonna provide ten large plant house plants and one like over seven foot tree. So I'm really oh. excited to have to have them on board and contribute uh, to the botanical therapy part of the embryo exhibition. Um, That's exciting. I'm really, are I'm really are you going to bring Harmony and Moonpiece? No, Harmony <laughs> and Moonpiece are stationary. I've noticed that. <laughs> no, because I've moved, I've moved our houseplants before and they just did not make it. Like it was, it was a lot on them um, to move around. So you're such a good mom. They stay home. Yeah. I take care. They stay home. So I think that's a good segue into this year's embryo exhibition and like, when is it going to be? How do we hear about it? How do we sign up? So embryo, to experience embryo, you'll see it's literally an extension of my safe space. So um, I live in Coatesville, Pennsylvania, and my studio is also my bedroom. Hey, shout out to Seville. Red Raiders. <laughs> so so I, I create out of my bedroom studio. I've It's been that way for the last uh, nearly 10 years now. It's a very small studio, but a lot a lot takes place there. Embryo is birth, you know, from there. So my safe space looks a lot like plants, house plants, string lights, throw rugs, throw pillows, throw blankets, artwork everywhere, art supplies everywhere. I also collect glass bottles and cans. I've been doing that for... Nearly a decade as well. Awesome. I don't know I do what, the same it, thing. Glass I don't know what it is. Like, what's your favorite color? Oh, green, green oh. and clear, like the green and clear oh, ones. Teal is like my favorite color. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I drink a lot of Perrier. Yeah, uh, yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> Sparkling water is my thing. It's, it's my jam with some lemon. I'm good to go. But yeah, so you'll see a lot of that happening at the embryo exhibitions. So it's literally an extension of my safe haven. And in addition to that, uh, I I curate this 
this performance um, segment where there's improv happening, there's musical performances, um, and all of them are in alignment um, with the purpose and intent of the exhibition, which is to help raise awareness um, to mental health and wellness um, through the arts. So you'll see me dancing usually with two other women because um, three is my favorite number. So if there's three of us up there, that's very intentional. Everything is intentional with this exhibit. Um, you'll see the likes of Alexandra K. March doing her thing with her acoustic set and just tearing the house down uh, with her beautiful and impactful voice. You'll see improv, meaning like there's there's one piece that I'm actually, and I'll just share this with you first, that I'm working on. So I'm going to be moving to my internal thoughts at this upcoming exhibition. So I, the thoughts that I have um, racing through my mind, it's going to reach a climax and it's going to come back down and it's going to have the moral of a story, but I'm going to move to that through an improv piece. And I'm really looking forward to see how that comes out. It'll be my first time doing it at an embryo exhibition. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you'll see the screenings, but from the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services, you'll hear a curated playlist. You'll see vegan um, food uh, because, again, it's an extension of me. So tasty treats, tasty options for those of, you know, because my friends and family aren't vegan. So I had to make sure I get things that taste good or else they'd be like, girl, this tastes like cardboard. Um, so, you know, but everything is very intentional. It's exposing one millennial woman's journey through wellness, um, through the arts. And I can only speak from my my position as a black millennial woman living in 21st century America, you know, but um, what it does to help inform everyone else, no matter their their race, gender, or walk of life, that's the, you know, that's the purpose and intent. Raise awareness, expose my truth, so that it might encourage you to do the same. That's what you can expect from Embryo. I hope I'm not missing anything. There's so much going on in my mind right now, but... I'm so lucky as a community yeah. for you to share so generously your spirit with us in such a way. That's really... It's like throwing a part, an art party. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah. Here I am, everybody. <laughs> Take it all in. I'm it's just grateful. Generous. I'm truly grateful that it's, it's still being received after so many years of doing it. But, you know, just... As I do naturally in real life, as I evolve, the exhibition evolves as well. I got to a point where I was like, "Is there? Am I going to be have any more anything more to say after a while?" But I'm like, as it grows up with me and as I evolve, I'm going to always going to have I'm always going to have something always, to yeah. share and to say. So it's the, I call it sometimes my art test, my annual art testimonial, like sharing lessons learned prior to the next exhibition but going back to your idea your question about how it's transformed like now I have to be mindful of contracts you know yeah. I have to be oh, mindful yeah. of like so, real, yeah. so you're the real deal so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like with vetted institutions so um which is awesome yeah I'm so grateful for that but it's, but it's transformed in that way usually I would be like yeah it's happening here and I'll be able to right. I can't drop it all right now. Yeah. Um, March 7th, though. March 7th, 2020. Save the date. It will be in Philadelphia. Both of them will be in Philly. April 5th, 2020 as well. Yeah, and your social media stuff. Where do we find you? Yes. So, Shanina Diana everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. Um, S-H-A-N-I-N-A-D as in dog. I-O-N-N-A everywhere um my new website check that out www.shaninadiana.com you can stay updated 
um, for special offers on artworks, new artworks, prints, original paintings. You can purchase them through the website. Um, I have uh, a space where you could book a class, a paint party with me. Um, you can book an art class with me. So yeah, check out. There's a lot of fun things on there. Check it out. And I'll be updating it soon with the official details for <laughs> for the upcoming. <laughs> the exciting details. <laughs> so exciting. We can't even say that. I, right I can't even say it right now. I'm so sorry. No, I, I want to be able to share. We'll put it, Just, we'll yeah. put it yeah. on the website. Yeah. When it's ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to I honor, you know, for my peace of mind, I want to yeah. honor the in and uphold and the the integrity uh, as far as these relationships that I'm building. Yeah, so absolutely. well thank you so much yeah. for coming all the way out here and spending this time. We're lucky to have you as our first guest. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so proud of you guys. Congratulations for for your art, right? Follow your art. Follow your art. Follow yeah. your art. Yeah. Congratulations. We, we Follow your art. Yeah, we want to. Act, well, it's like my my art will go on, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe we would have Celine Dion as a guest. <laughs> so I was pushing for that. <laughs> my mind, my mind saw it though. It was like, yeah, Celine Dion. What? Celine Dion. Oh wait, this is a joke. Like, wait. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Listen, yeah, come to South. We're talking to Celine the world Dion. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She can make a trip to South Philly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very proud to be the first guest. Aww. I'm so proud of you guys, Nicole and Alex. Thank you. And it's, it's an yeah, honor to have you on. Seriously. Yeah, it's an honor yeah. to be here. Thank you. We uh, like to end our podcast with a little, a little mantra. All right, so we'll all take a nice deep breath. May I love myself. May I love mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. May I have joy for myself. May I have joy, joy for, for others. others. May I inspire myself. May, May I inspire others. others. May I live to love. May I love to live. May I live to create. May I create to live. I feel like we need to say amen after that. <laughs> thank you guys for also listening. We appreciate it. Yes, we'll see you next thank time. Thank you. You can be part of the Follow Your Art fam by subscribing to the podcast and following us on social media. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash followyourartpodcast. And our Instagram is instagram.com slash followyourart underscore podcast. We'd like this podcast to be a community experience. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to explore, or if you'd like to submit your art to be featured on all our social media platforms, feel free to email us at followyourartpodcast at gmail.com. A quick thank you to Benya Varshai for providing the intro and the outro music, our studio helpers. You've been listening to Follow Your Art.